1: everyone welcome to the roto grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host Stephen ppfl it's friday it is september 9th it is 2022 we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast i'm joined by my good buddy genie for 07 grant nefer what's happening my friend oh you know
2: just just living the dream had my biggest bet in a while and uh yeah josh allen got one plus completion so Nice $35 win on that and six and one other than that. But yeah, yeah, no. Football's back. Life is good. I am happy.
1: Solid. My my most action was on um Skronik over 18 and a half receiving yards. So and I guess
2: I'm guessing got like
1: 40. He had 20 25. He had like 16 or 17 in like the first quarter. And then didn't get a catch again until the fourth quarter. So it was a little bit of a sweat, but uh that worked out. I really liked the passing prop for Stafford at 265 and a half. It ended at like 274 or something like that. So I was I was pumped to get it at like 265 and a half. Well, that didn't work out. He looked like noodle arm stafford out there tonight. So but yeah, football's back. We did do a Morning Grind football podcast yesterday. Um, it's posted on the podcast page or on the Morning Grind iTunes page or wherever you listen to the Morning Grind. So check that out. Grant, we got baseball. Let's jump in. We get started here with Boston at Baltimore. Eight and a half total in this game. The Orioles are a 140 favorite. Bello against Voth. Any interest here in buying Bellow?
2: Yeah, I kind of like him. I know that he his overall numbers on the year aren't great, but he just got absolutely crushed when he first came up. Went back down to AAA, and he's come back. He's done pretty well. Um, yeah, he's a big strikeout guy in the minors. Just didn't have it come together in his first few outings in the majors. Um, but last, what, month, he's been looking like the guy that we thought he would be in the minors. Going up against Boston, solid overall matchup, 7K is probably too cheap. Don't like they probably won't go much over 90 pitches, if not go over 90 pitches, but the price tag is fantastic. He's one of the better options on the slate and maybe the best option on the cheaper end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's okay. My my biggest issue is his command. Um Baltimore has actually been a pretty patient team here over the last month and a half. So, I don't think he's the worst option. I don't think he's the best option. Um Voth on the other side of this game. I mean, the Red Sox lineup is not going to be the strongest lineup in the world. I could see him putting up maybe like 15 in this spot. I don't know if I want to play Austin Voth, though. No,
2: I'm not I'm not playing with him. Slightly below average pitcher with average K rate stuff. Boston, while well, not as good a lineup as they used to be, is still probably around average. 5.7 K is the one appealing part. He is super cheap. But I I I don't think I'm going to go this far down the cheap range, but if I have to, he's definitely worth consideration.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, the lineup, if Bogarts doesn't play, not going to be the best lineup in the world. Um, Any interest here in the Boston Bats?
2: Not really. Not a big total here. They're all kind of priced up. I mean, Devers is fine. Story's fine. Kike's fine if he's in there, but... Uh, I, probably, I don't see them putting up a big output. I mean, there's a big old slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, Devers is a one-off, I think, is in play, but he's 5,500, so I don't know how much I end up there. I mean, I don't love the Red Sox today. I love them overall, though. <laughs> um, Baltimore. I-, I could definitely see a mini-stack here with Baltimore, because when he does struggle, it is with command. So, I mean, a few walks and a big hit. Could definitely work out. My only issue is like the Baltimore Bats we've been wanting to play, the price has caught up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Rutschman, Mullen, Santander would be the three guys that I'd probably end up targeting. Um, Bellows struggled versus lefties so far in the majors. Probably expect that to continue. Um, yeah, it's just tough to pay those price tags, and I mean, if you want to do a full five-man stack, it makes it a little bit more palatable throwing in Mountcastle or Mateo or Henderson in there, or even Hayes because they're a bit cheaper. But it's just so tough to pay five K plus for Rutzman, Mullins, and Santander. I like them all. It's just not an easy spot to take any of those guys, considering that, like, I don't, I don't see them putting up a massive, massive total here. You can get better stacks and better spots for around the same price tag on this slate. I mean, it's a it's a core slate. And are you really going to pay for those three guys when you can get Rockies or Diamondbacks versus mediocre pitchers? Probably
1: not. Um, I mean, yeah, the prices, that's the, I think that's the price or the issue with Baltimore is just the price. All right, we got Washington at Philadelphia. We got Corbin going up against Syndergaard in this one, eight total. And Philly is a 225 favorite on like two or three books that have this line out. Uh, any interest here in Patrick Corbin? I kind of do. Um, is that weird? Yes.
2: I mean, he's been – it like his numbers have not been great this season, but he's been one of the more unlucky pitchers on – in the entire league. XFIP is sitting around 4.7, 4.17 ERA is sitting at 6.28. He hasn't been that bad. Yes. He isn't a huge strikeout pitcher, but he doesn't walk a ton of guys. His overall numbers haven't been bad. He's just been getting super unlucky with home run to fly ball variants. Yes. Philly is a tough team, but he's sitting under six K like he's super cheap. He makes some things work. You're not really expecting much over 15 points, but he has put up 20 plus points in each of the last two games. I mean, granted, one was against Cincinnati, but still, he's been in solid form recently. And again, he's due for some big positive regression. I mean, I say think that every single start it doesn't always work out. But again, he's been a lot better than people realize. It's just he's gotten super unlucky. So sitting that cheap, 5.6K, I mean, who else do you really want to play around? I mean, you got Lynch going up against Detroit, but he's a lefty. Everyone else in this range like under 7k is kind of trash so he's just kind of the best cheap option he makes a lot of things work again i'm not expecting a huge outing out of him and it's a tough matchup versus philly but corbin can end up getting you 15 or 20 in this spot it's so cheap that he makes so much work
1: i like the philly stack a lot so we are allowed to be on opposite sides we're
2: very much on opposite sides oh i mean i'm not really against the philly stack it's it's a Price play. He's so cheap.
1: Yep. Uh, any interest here in Syndergaard against Washington? At 10K, I
2: don't think I can do it. I mean, he's not a 10K pitcher. I get it's going up against Washington, but I mean, what, he, has, he has like three games over 20 points this year, four games over 20 points, and you're paying almost 10K. One in his last eight. Yeah. I mean, why is he? why is he so high?
1: I don't know. And he has faced like bad. It's not even like the matchups. He's had Pittsburgh. He's had Cincinnati. He's had Miami. He's had Washington. He's had Kansas City. Like he had L.A. before um, Trout came back. Like he's had the matchups. This price is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm not paying $9,900 for Syndergaard. I probably won't play any bats against him, but it's more of I, I don't Washington is really cheap. If you want to take a shot on Luke Voigt at 2900 I would not talk you off of that. Um, Cesar Hernandez at 2500 I don't hate either one of those picks, but I'm not going out of my way to stack Washington. Um, I, they're just not a great offense.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, not really loving it. And I mean, if I'm going to target anything, it's probably going to be um, speed, just because it's Thor, he he's gonna give up a lot of stolen bases. I mean, Ooh, not it really makes much me a,
1: like Caesar Hernandez even more.
2: Yeah, I mean Hernandez outside of that, like Thomas only has like four or five stolen bases this year. There's not a ton of speed in this spot. So like Voigt would probably be the main one, but I mean it's not like Thor is a bad pitcher. He does have a bit of a ground ball lean. It's just you're not really getting anything. Good in this spot. You're not the only thing you're hoping for is a void home run or a stolen base, which anyone on Washington can get a stolen base. Nelly Cruz can get a stolen base versus Thor, but I just I I'm I'm staying away. I can't wait to see what
1: the. Hernandez stolen baseline is in this spot. He'd be my favorite. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot more because I didn't even think about the stolen bases and he's 2,500.
2: Yeah. So, uh, every, we kind of destroyed sports books with, uh, Thor bets. And yeah. shout out to DC who probably did it more than me because he was going way harder. Um, but yeah, they, they've all adjusted. Superbook straight up took stolen base props off. The board, because of me. Yeah. Cause, actually, because of me and Andrew Benintendi, who at 25-1 to 1, twice got a stolen base off of Thor.
1: Philly bats. Um, I mean, I like the Phillies a lot in this spot. Even pitching a little bit better here recently for Corbin, he's still giving up 50% hard contact to righties over the last 30 days. So, Bohm, Hoskins, Romuto, Stout. Definitely don't mind going lefty-lefty with Harper and Schwarber in my stack. But, I mean, Philly's Philly's a stack I'm looking at on today's slate for sure.
2: I mean, that's fine. I, I don't like the pricing of it. Um, I do like Hoskins at 5K. Boehm at 4,700 is fine. Um, But, like, Real Moto at 5,600. Harper and Schwarber over 5K going lefty-lefty. I mean, Corbin, while he is not the same pitcher he used to be, he's still been – Fairly solid going up against lefties. XFIP is sitting under four. I just, I I mean, if you're going for anyone, you're going home run hunting. and I think Hoskins the best option. Um, I wouldn't full stack him, but Stevie, you're a smart guy. So I very well could be wrong here. It's just, I don't like the price tags of these guys.
1: Made so much money stacking off of Corbin this year. Oh, and everyone
2: like- has. He's been, he's been getting so unlucky. Billy earlier this straight.
1: year too. They scored, I think, eleven runs, um, and like they scored six runs, and even he didn't get out of the first inning against this team earlier this year. So I mean, they've crushed him. They faced him twice this year, and they crushed him in both starts. So maybe the third time's the charm for Patrick Corbin. But I'm going with the latter. I'm going with the hard hits in this ballpark with this right-handed power. Um, love the spot. Tampa Bay at New York facing the Yankees. It sounds like it's going to be Rasmussen going up against Montas. Um, points bet has a line out at seven and a half for this game, and it's a pick'em game over there. We'll have to see um, if Rasmussen gets activated or not here. Um, he should and, be. It was
2: the paternity list.
1: Yeah, but I think I was re- reading something that he had like one more day if he wanted it or something. So, But, I mean, every game against the Yankees, matters for this team but the reason I bring this up is man the Yankees are banged up right now Grant um Rizzo's out Carpenter's out Stanton's banged up Donaldson's out Lemayhew's out Ben out um Donaldson might be back for this game he was on paternity list as well so he potentially is back for this game uh we'll have to kind of see but I mean if Stanton and Donaldson are out of the lineup again like I think we have to have some interest in Rasmussen in this spot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't hate him in this spot. I mean, 9.4K is tough, but he's – again, this lineup could be just absolute hot garbage here. Um, He's been playing pretty well recently, 17, 27, 27, 34 points over the last four outings. Strikeout stuff has been great in that time period. Granted, he's had some good matchups, but – The Yankees, without those guys, is just Aaron Judge and mediocre to slightly above average Glaber Torres and then a whole bunch of trash in there. Um, So, yeah, if if everyone's out here, I think Rasmussen probably becomes one of the best plays on the board.
1: Yeah. See what the lineup looks like. Uh, Frankie Montas, other side of this game. I mean, Tampa's definitely a team you want to attack pitchers with. What are your thoughts here on Montas? Montas,
2: he started off a little bit rough with the Yankees, but he's been pretty decent recently. Um, Just put up a 27-point game against Tampa Bay, so I do worry about facing back-to-back, same opponent. He did just do very, very well against them. One hit over five innings, seven strikeouts. So 9.7K, um, probably about where he should be not really a ace on the slate that you really have to get. I mean, they're all kind of one B stars outside of Ray, who's in a tough, all the, all the top three guys are in a tough matchup today. So Montas kind of is up. There is a very solid play at 9.7 K. Do I think I'd want to spend that much money when I can get slightly cheaper options? I don't know, but of the guys in the 9 K range, him and Rasmussen are probably the two top ones.
1: Any bats that you like here on the Tampa side? No. Now,
2: Montes is a solid pitcher um, and really doesn't give up a ton of home runs. So it is in Tampa Bay, but all the guys are kind of priced up here.
1: This game is in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Brandon Lau is 4200 Um, I think that price is super fair for a second baseman with some pop in Yankee Stadium, a lefty. So don't mind him. Uh, on the Yankees side, I mean... Aaron Judge, but if Stanton and Donaldson are out, I'm not stacking the Yankees. I'll play Judge as a one-off because I want I want to be a part of him chasing sixty. Um, what are your thoughts on the Yankees bats?
2: Yeah, it's pretty much Judge. I mean, rasmussen has been sold recently. He's a good pitcher, and I mean, it's with all these guys out, it's Judge, Giant Gap, Torres, Giant Gap, everyone else who's just awful. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, that is that this slime is so bad without all these guys just yeah. so bad
1: dealing with a ton of injuries right now for sure. All right, Toronto at Texas stripling against Dunning in this one eight total Um the Blue Jays a 165 favorite. any interest here in Ross stripling.
2: I mean, not a terribly high strikeout rate guy sitting at 22% of the season, but it's been a solid enough pitcher. Texas, while the top of the lineup is pretty solid, don't really have a ton of lefties go up against him. I'm, well, stripling's a bit reverse splitsy. Um, so this could, be a, this could be a good spot with him. He comes into this game in really good form. 8.2K, I mean, I know that he doesn't generally get up to 100 pitches and They'll pull him a little bit early, but he can always always be pretty efficient. I I give him a 7 out of 10 here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, he's been pitching really solid here recently. It's just they're not letting him go very deep into games. Um, his pitch count seems very limited. I, I know he was out in the middle of August. He finally threw 95 pitches last time out, but... I'm still I'm I'm just concerned about the pitch count um more than anything else with Stripling cuz he wasn't someone that was really going in the 90s anyway and 8200 I mean the top half of the Texas lineup solid the bottom half's not very good so yeah I mean he's not the worst option um I don't think I'm playing Dane Dunning on the other side of this game though
2: Yeah I mean versus Toronto I'm a big Dane Dunning guy, and he's a solid overall pitcher. But he just hasn't been nearly as good this season as he has been in prior seasons. I Even at 6.1K, going up against Toronto, that and generally doesn't have the longest leash in the world. Can get a little bit wild and has been really wild recently. No, not going to go with it. I'd rather stack up Toronto.
1: I mean, his numbers against righties are super solid. Don't get me wrong. Um, A lot better against righties than he is against lefties. It's just his walks are obviously a huge issue, especially facing a Toronto team that's very patient. Um, And, I mean, this isn't your typical right-handed heavy lineup either. So uh, what are your thoughts here on the Toronto Bats? Don't love
2: them, but they are a solid stack. I mean, they're a solid stack pretty much. Every single time they're on the board, Dunning has been better going up against righties versus left than lefties. They do have over a four implied team total. They have a ton of pop. Dane Dunning, well, better versus righties. Does give up a bit more pop to righties. So, Vlad, Bichette, Springer, Kirk, Chapman, all very solid plays in the spot.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate the Toronto stack. They're expensive. I think I like more expensive stacks better, um, but I mean, then on the Texas side, Seager, Simeon, um, Garcia, Lowe are the four guys that I would target. Heim, if you want to play two or three of those guys, I don't hate it, but I'm not going out of my way to play Texas today. I'm just
2: staying away. I mean, Heim's probably my favorite, but I don't even love that since Stripling's been pretty darn solid versus lefties.
1: Cleveland at Minnesota, Cal Quantro going up against Dylan Bundy. Eight total in this game. The, I mean, it's kind of a mix. Some books have it as a pick'em. Some have it Guardians. Some have it Twins. Um, any interest here in Cal Quantrill?
2: Not really. I mean, eight point four k is a lot to pay for him. He's gotten super lucky this season with an xFIP a full run ahead uh, above his ERA. Not a big strikeout guy, sitting at just sixteen percent. He has put up some. Decent outings recently with a 21, 28, and 33. But he came out all those games super clean. It really wasn't the strikeouts that much. So, I mean, while he is in decent form recently, guys do for some negative regression. And Minnesota, while banged up a little bit, is still a pretty solid hitting team, even without Buxton, Polanco, and potentially Kepler.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I Minnesota lineup all depends on what lineup you get. If you get that really bad lineup, maybe you take a shot on Qual- Quantrill. But he's kind of expensive. He's not typically a, a huge, like, upside guy, even though he has some big games here recently. Um, I mean, your upside with Cal Quantrill is just six or seven clean innings. It's not really going to be someone that's going to strike out 10. Dylan Bundy, 6,200 on the other side of this game. Um, I mean, Bundy not really pitching deep into games, facing a low strikeout team. Um Any interest here in Bundy?
2: No, I mean, they'll limit him to under 90 pitches, potentially under 80 pitches. Um, He's been super efficient recently, which is weird, and hasn't been giving up a ton of home runs. But he's always been historically a guy that's given up a lot of home runs. But sitting at a 17% K rate going up against one of the lowest strikeout lineups in the league with a pitch cap at at least 90, most likely 80, uh, I I don't see a big outing from him here
1: like the Cleveland they're such a such a tough offense to kind of figure out because they just don't have a ton of upside in general, but I mean they're just not a team that typically like you see big games from pitchers against either um so any interest in the Cleveland bats here against Bundy
2: j Ram and Naylor, I'm one guy that's hit like the ball ballpark, like I said, Bundy's been better at giving up not giving up home runs so far this season. But it hasn't been great going up against lefties. It really does not strike them out, out at all, sitting at an 11% K rate. J-Ram and Naylor are the two guys that can hit the ball the ballpark. I, they're the only two that I really have interest in.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw in, like, an Oscar Gonzalez um, as, like, a third piece, this is a guy that's had a little bit of pop here recently. Bundy does give up fifty, almost 50% fly balls and 42% hard contact to righties. So, uh, any interest here in the Minnesota bats?
2: I mean, Correa has been on a heater recently. It seems like Miranda's isn't a bad play if you want to round out the round out the three man. I mean, Ursula, Sanchez, um, Arias are all fine. They're cheap. Like this is a really cheap lineup, priced down quite a bit outside of Correa. So I don't I don't mind a little mini three man or four man just to save some money. I mean, they have some pop, and Quantrill again is due for some negative regression and he's not really a great pitcher. He's not bad. He's not good. He's just kind of a mid-level pitcher. You're getting cheap price tags, and you're getting Correa, who has, what, two home runs, three home runs in the last five
1: games? All right. Angels at Astros, L.A. and Houston. Lorenzen sounds like he's going to pitch in this game. Eight total. Um Astros is a huge favorite. I think it's like 240. McCullers is pitching for Houston. Any interest here in Lorenzen? I mean, he's not going to go that late into the game, is he? I'm, I tried to find some. He just got the... shelled by this team um, five or six days ago.
2: Is it? Isn't it coming off the DL?
1: Or, yeah, you're right. He got shelled yeah. by this team in his last start.
2: Yeah, that was. Yeah, you I read that
1: as 9-1, and it was 7-1. That's my <laughs>
2: He's silly goose. Yeah, he hasn't been. He did make three rehab starts. I mean, in any case, it's up against Houston. Lorenzen is not really a good pitcher, and he's a low strikeout pitcher. So even if he was going to go late, I wouldn't have interest in him.
1: That was not my best. Um, But, yeah, I'm not playing. We're doing
2: this a lot later because of Monday or Thursday Night Football.
1: I'll blame Grant.
2: It was still a beautiful game to watch, even though it wasn't a good game. But, gosh, I love Josh Allen. Remember when people laughed at me for saying he was the best quarterback of all time three years ago?
1: We were very high on Allen. Um, yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, McCullers other side nine K, going up against the Angels. Um, I mean, he really hasn't been pitching great. He his command just seems terrible. Um, put up twenty <laughs> fantasy points against this team last time out. Um, that's what threw me off about Lorenzen because McCullers just pitched against the angels and I was like, Oh, anyway, I read that as nine one, not seven, one, but uh, talk to me here about McCullers. I can't
2: like the three, three or four walks in every single outing. Um, Yes. He did just put up 20 points against them. Last time had seven strikeouts. If he has seven strikeouts and four walks, he's probably not putting up 20 points again. 9k is too high of a price tag. The control is just not there at all. Sitting at a 15% walk rate. I don't know if there's a single pitcher I would play at a pay nine K for at a 15% walk rate. I mean, I know it's against the Angels, but he's just he's due for some massive negative regression. His XFIP's sitting at 4.5 and his ERA is at 2. He's not a nine K pitcher with these control issues. If those come back together, then he's a great pitcher. But he just he is, does not have the control. I don't care if it's against a bad Angels team outside of Trout and Otani. I, I'm not playing him.
1: I mean, the Angels' offense has been way better um, since Trout has come back. So more are the odds of that. Shocking, right? Um. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, any interest here in the Angels bats?
2: I kind of like the Angels stack. Is that weird?
1: No, I mean, anytime you got a guy struggling with command, he's a good strikeout pitcher. I mean, he's a good pitcher. Don't get us, don't get me wrong. But I mean, anytime you got a guy that struggles with command, all it takes is like one or two bad pitches when you're struggling with command. And it turns into a lot of fantasy points really fast.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rangifo, Ward,
1: Stassi are all fine.
2: I don't love them, but... They're perfect guys to go throw in a stack going up against a guy who struggles with the command. I mean, Otani and Trout, fantastic plays here. Um, uh, McCullers hasn't historically been a guy that gives up a ton of power, but he gets into trouble. Lots of runs are going to be scored. Um, I don't like it's gonna be super low on.
1: Yeah, people no are gonna
2: see how right. well McCullers has done. I put that in quotations, and assume like, i ah, may maybe playing, but like the command is not there. He's gotten lucky with home run to fly ball variants. And like even though he is a decent ground ball pitcher, Otani and Trout are just great. We know that. And you can round out the stack pretty easily with some cheap bats. Dell in there at 2.6 K.
1: Hello yeah. from the other side. Um <laughs> I said hello from the other side. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Took you a second. It, I like the Houston stack here. I mean, they're they're pricey. Don't get me wrong, but I mean they're not. I don't feel like they're overly priced up here. Like, yeah, Altuve. You could even leave Altuve off your stack if you wanted to. Um, I mean, I I really like this spot for Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lorenzen really is not a great pitcher. He's a below average league pitcher. Has really, really struggled with lefties. So Altuve and Bregman. Or Alvarez and Bregman. Alvarez and Tucker, gosh darn, it's late. Um, (laughs) Alvarez and Tucker are fantastic plays in the spot. I mean, rounding out the stack, yeah, Altuve, I'd probably end up leaving off just because of that price tag. He has been playing pretty well recently, but I mean, still, I can't justify paying that price tag for him. Going up against a guy with pretty extreme splits, but Bregman, Mancini, Pena, Vasquez are all fine, but However, you want to round up the stack, even if you want to do a mini one with just Alvarez, Tucker, and one other guy, it's a there.
1: He's Lawrence is not good versus lefties, not good at all. Tigers and Royals, eight and a half total. In this one, the Royals are a 130 favorite. We got Joey Wentz and Daniel Lynch facing off against each other here. Uh, any interest in Joey Wentz?
2: Not. Not particularly. Um, He hasn't been terrible so far in the majors. Not a huge sample size. Showed a lot more K stuff in the minors. He is going up against Kansas City, which is a solid overall matchup. He is 5K, but they haven't given him a very long leash in his two starts, 55 and 73 pitches. Um, I know that was months ago, but I I don't think that they're going to give him a huge leash in this one. So... (sighs) that price tag is so cheap and Kansas City he's not good. I if you really 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 need some salary savings he's fine.
1: He's the cheap pitcher I think you take a shot on today. Like he 15% swinging strike rate, 27% K rate in AAA this year and 11 starts, um averaging well over a strikeout per inning doesn't give up a ton of home runs seems to be more of a ground ball pitcher maybe he's more neutral than anything else. It's just walks Um, command is going to be his biggest thing. And honestly, like this is just a completely different offense since the trade deadline. A lot more strikeouts in this lineup. Yeah. I mean, you have to worry about Salvador Perez and wit at the top of this lineup, but outside of that, Melendez lefty, lefty Prado, lefty, lefty, I'm not like overly concerned about like Michael Taylor. Um so I think if you want to punt a pitcher today, I, I don't mind Joey Wince, but
2: I think you're right. I think I mean the fact that pretty much every single Detroit pitcher that comes up from AAA seems to grab the bad C Matt Manning, although he's been a lot better this year. Um Yeah, yeah, you kind of talked you talked me into Wince.
1: Uh, Lynch on the other side of this game. Um, this guy's so bad, so bad. Um,
2: you know, who's just know it's just as bad the Detroit
1: offense, yeah. But they're not okay, they are slightly below average against left handed pitching, they are the worst team in baseball against right handed pitching. So, bad lefty versus an average lineup. Like, I don't know if I could pull the trigger.
2: I mean, the main thing is, Lynch, if I remember correctly, has gotten. Pretty decent reverse splits. Um, he's got, I use quotations for solid, um, changeup and curveball. I kind of like Lynch in this spot. I mean, again, going up against a decent reverse splits lefty, I I mean, one thing he does struggle with going up against righties is power. And, I mean, there's not a ton I know that he has not been great this season, but he's been a little bit unlucky. I know he's not a massive strikeout rate guy, but he does have a much higher K rate going up against the I kind of want to see what the lineup looks like because I, I could see using him at 6K.
1: I mean, he just faced his team and he was pitching really well um, through the first three or four innings. I can't remember because um, I, I took some shots on two him. bombs. Yeah, I gave I took I took some shots on him there and like then he just got absolutely shellacked in the, the fifth inning. So it could work out. Um I mean there's not a ton of cheap pitchers on the slate. This game has a high total, eight and a half. Um what are your thoughts on the Detroit Bats? I don't I don't really love anything
2: if i'm going to target anything i'd probably target the lefties um again he's been a lot worse versus lefty so if greens in there he's probably going to be my main target if carpenter is in there i kind of like him at 2700 this guy has a bunch of pop in the minors again going up against big reverse splits lefty i think that i i, I actually like carpenter i like carpenter
1: and i'm um, i'm i'm okay with green i like javi bias at 4200 that's a solid price for a guy here's your mini stack yeah i mean his power is just more than 4200 and i know it hasn't really been a thing this year but definitely in play kansas city side i mean i don't mind wit or perez they're just super expensive um like maybe hunter dozier as the third piece that's really cheap but not going out of my way to stack kansas city today
2: yeah, I mean Prado at 2800 I think is fine. We don't have a huge sample size of wins in the majors, but he is his best pitch is a changeup. So realistically I'd rather target lefties and Prado at 2800 has some power, Massey at 2500 has some pop. Those are the two guys, but I'm not I'm not begging to play them.
1: All right, Reds and Brewers Lodolo going up against Alexander. Eight and a half total in this one. The Brewers are a 150 favorite. Any interest here in Nick Lodolo? I like it. I
2: mean, this kid has pretty solid stuff. Um, Milwaukee, if I remember correctly, is a bit worse going up against lefties. Like He's got good K stuff. Um, 8,600, not a terrible price tag coming off of a nine strikeout game. Grand was against the Rockies. Let him go over 100 pitches recently. I think Ladello's is one of the better plays on the slate.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, big strikeout stuff to both lefties and righties. Um, like you said, the Brewers, their strikeout rate increases a lot from facing a lefty and facing a righty. They still hit the ball really hard. I mean, they still walk a little bit. But, I mean, their strikeout rate goes up. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to target ceiling – Wish he was a little bit cheaper at 8,600 because, I mean, the team behind him is just terrible. Like the Reds offense in general is awful. Uh, Any interest here in Jason Alexander?
2: No, he's a bad pitcher with a short leash and (sighs) no strikeout ability.
1: I mean, you want to take pitchers against Cincinnati, but I don't think this is the spot you're doing it. Let's talk some bats here. Um, Any interest in the Reds bats? I like
2: him. Strange enough, I I like him. Um, is Quenio, price tag?
1: He should still be really cheap. He's yeah. been really cheap.
2: Yeah, he's two k. Um, yeah, I really like him. I like Fraley, um, Friedel, and twenty nine hundred. Like this is a cheap stack. Here. This is a cheap mini stack. Those three bats with really, really uh. Cheap price tags is Barrero still even in the lineup. Yeah. 2k. I kind of like this four man stack with Fraley, Friedel, Aquino, and then round it out with uh, pretty much anyone else. India, Barrero, like Alexander is a 13% K rate guy. Um, Yes. He has a ground ball lead, but still you're, you're getting some super high strikeout bats and, Barero, Aquino, and you're getting them at min price. You can do whatever you want with your lineups out of that. But I really like freely just standalone. Um, I really like Barrero and Aquano as price savings. And Friedel under 3K.
1: Yeah, I mean I hate using three outfielders in the same lineup together. Um ton of interest in Friedel and Fraley. And if I want to pair like a third person, I don't hate it. Um Milwaukee side, I mean, he's kind of boomer bust. So looking at the the Brewers here, I mean Renfro always in play against the lefty. I mean McCutcheon is in play against the lefty, Adamus, but I mean Renfro is my favorite by far um on the Milwaukee side here.
2: Yeah, Renfro, McCutcheon, Adamas. You want to target righties. Lodolo has been Good against righties, but he's still giving up a decent amount of pop, a little over a home run per nine. Um, prices are tough, so I probably want into playing him, but you're going to get super low ownership if you have the money. That little three man mini stack isn't bad.
1: Arizona at Colorado, Zach Davies going over against Herman Marquez, uh, 11 total in this game. And the I mean, it's a pick game pretty much everywhere. Any interest in either one of these pitchers? Nope. Yeah, I was just going to sum it up really quick. Low strikeout pitchers. Um, Marquez has been a little bit better here recently, but I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Let's talk Arizona hitters. I mean, we got some cheap bats here. Kettle Marte is 4500. Walker is 4500. Um, McCarthy's 3700. You know, Carroll assuming that he gets a good lineup spot is 2,900 here in cores and uh, Stone Garrett's 3k. So plenty of options to look at here on Arizona.
2: Yeah. I mean, I really like the lefties and Walker Walker just too cheap at 4,500. He's got 32 home runs on the season. Marquez has been playing better recently. Um, Hasn't been great, but he's definitely been a better pitcher the second half of the season. So Yeah, Varsho, Walker, Marte, McCarthy, Carroll, if he's in the lineup, like all the lefties in there. Marquez has some decent splits on him, and he gives him a lot of power to both sides of the plate. So, yeah, um, lefties and Walker are in a smash spot, and they're all under 5K in cores with a, what, five-and-a-half team total?
1: Yeah, and then on the Colorado side, I mean, Davies a low strikeout pitcher. Not typically a guy I love to stack against, but I mean, I'm definitely looking at the Rockies' bats in this spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, he never seems to get beat up too badly, but this is Coors. Davies is not a very good pitcher. Um, yeah, stack him up. I mean, I like Crone. Other than that, I don't love any individual bat, and they're all a little bit more expensive, but it's Coors with a five-and-a-half total. Stack him up.
1: Um, sh- 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 Dodgers and Padres. Dustin May going up against Mike Clevenger. Eight total, eight and a half some books. Dodgers one sixty five most books. Um, any interest here in Dustin May? It's against a tough,
2: tough lineup in the Padres. May struggled a little bit with command command,ing a twelve percent walk rate. Dod or Padres one of the most patient teams in the league. Yeah, it's 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 tough to pay 10K for him here.
1: Yeah, I mean he pitched well against Miami in two starts against them, then faced San Diego and he just did not look good at all. And I think that the Miami starts were just he was facing Miami. Um, so yeah, I'm not paying 10K here for Dustin May. Clevenger 8100. He has just been off lately. He, like I, I've been looking through the the data and I can't figure out what's going on with him. But he is off. He's not pitching well. He just got rocked by this team last week. Um, I got no interest in Mike Clevenger in this spot.
2: I don't want to start anyone versus the Dodgers. And Clevenger has been a below-average pitcher this season. He's been really bad recently. His K rate is right around league average. He's not the same strikeout pitcher he used to be. No interest in him at all.
1: I like the Dodgers. I think they're one of the hammer teams on this slate. Um Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Muncie has been finally waking up at the plate. He's getting hot at the right time. If you're a Dodgers fan, um, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers bets? Love them,
2: love them. It's tough to pay for them, but I absolutely love them. I mean, They're going to be low owned,
1: like yeah. right, like a uh, name, like a name with Clevenger on it, and these prices. I don't think anybody's playing the Dodgers today.
2: Yeah, I mean Clevenger's given up a decent amount of power too. He just hasn't been good recently and got crushed by this team. Yeah, I love him. bets. Turner, Freeman, Smith, Muncy, even Cody Bellinger. Like Clevenger has not been a great pitcher, and he's giving up some pop. So yeah, stack up. The Dodgers are probably going to come in low owned. You can play him if you play Corbin. Little Corbin, whatever uh, that Detroit dude's name is, well, I can't remember. We already forgot Corbin and Wentz. <laughs> Pitchers stack up. The Dodgers. That's the key to success on this slate.
1: Any interest in the Padres' bats here against Susan May?
2: I mean, May's still a solid overall pitcher. I mean, he's got crushed last outing. He did really well against bad teams, but I think there's a stack or fade spot. Um, like Bell, Machado, Kim, Profar, Cronenworth, Soto, he's in line, Alfaro, all fine bats. But this is a spot where you're hoping that. May gets a little bit wild, struggles a little bit, which can absolutely happen. I mean, he's obviously very – he's got incredible stuff, but he can get a lot of control. And and I I'm, I'm don't want any individual bat against him, but the stack makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, stack uh We'll have to see if Soto's back in the lineup, dealing with a little bit of an arm injury after getting hit with a pitch. He should be back in there and be good to go. Atlanta at Seattle – morton against robbie ray seven seven to seven and a half depending on the book you're looking at here um most books have braves minus 120 any interest here in morton he's fine like it's pricey man yeah
2: if you have the money you can pay for him and the k's have been there it's a mediocre matchup going up against seattle i mean it's the price tag on both these guys that you kind of kind of worry about yes he can put up a big outing yes he can get blown up but he's probably not going to come in with heavy ownership going up against Seattle he has been in decent form recently I mean if he's going to come in single digit ownership I'll play quite a few of them
1: I mean he his strikeouts have been fantastic here recently uh, Seattle's just a good offense and I mean Robbie Ray on the other side of this game he's capable of big games it's just you get two good offenses and two good pitchers facing off here. I mean, that's why we're seeing seven to seven and a half total in this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ray, 10.5K going up against one of the best hitting teams in the league. Yes, they can strike out above average clip. If you can land on the right side of home run to fly ball variants, they'll be fine. But, I mean, you got a lot of good power righties going up against him. It's tough to pay 10.5K for Robbie Ray here, but he's absolutely in play for GPPs.
1: Uh, any interest in the Atlanta Bats? Yeah, I think that
2: they're a potential very sneaky stack. Um, Robbie Ray has some decent splits taking the righties, Acuna, Riley, Swanson are all very solid plays here that I don't think really anyone's going to be on. Ray still gives up a decent amount of power, even though he's still a good pitcher going up against righties. Um, he's not great, and he can give up the long ball and get into some trouble. Um, Probably stay away from Olsen and the lefties here, but any righty power bat I think is in play. And if you want a low and stack, I think this is kind of the spot here.
1: I mean that no one's gonna play them today, and they have the upside to break the slate. And I mean Seattle, I think, is the same way though. Um I, they're they're very talented with Rodriguez, Haniger, Riley, France, Winker. Like this is a game I hope just kind of goes three two.
2: Yeah, very well may. Um, yeah, I'm less less high on Seattle. I mean, J. Rod Haniger are both fine. Warren struggled more this year versus lefties, but that was mostly early on in the season. He should have should have uh, somewhat normal splits, but um, yeah, and it's kind of J. Rod Haniger, the big dumper, are all fine. France
1: under four Ks, semi interesting, but. I'm likely to stay away from Seattle. All right, we finish it out with the White Sox at Oakland. Giolito going against Caprillian. This game, oh, there's a lineup now. It's 7.5, and and White Sox a 160 favorite. Just tells you everything you need to know about Lucas Giolito's pitching in the second half of the season. He's not a big favorite here, but I mean – I've said it many, many times this year. I'll say it again. It's Oakland. They're not very good. Giolito at eighty five hundred is very much in play in this spot.
2: He might be my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, one of the biggest things with Giolito, what does Giolito struggle with more than? Anything? Gosh, it's going to be hot in Oakland. I don't like that. Um, but what does he struggle with more than anything? Fly balls. Fly balls, home runs, um, specifically to righties. I want to wait and see the lineup if I can, but chance I'm probably not, might not be out early enough. But they platoon out some bats here. Giolito playing in Oakland, extreme fly ball pitcher with solid K stuff sitting at 8,500. He's due for some positive regression. He's been better the second half of the season. Than he, or he should be doing better the second half of the season than he has been. XFIP is still sitting at three and a half. Getting a big ballpark for limiting home runs. I, I really like G Leader. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I it's not saying much. <laughs> I
2: mean... Yeah, it's not really a great slate, but yeah, against Oakland in a great pitcher's ballpark. I really liked you Julio. Darn heat wave in California. Ruining what would be an absolute smash play just as a very, very good play. Um, any interest here in
1: Caprillion on the other side?
2: Um, he's bad at baseball and doesn't strike guys out, so no.
1: All right, let's talk White Sox bats. Um, I mean, they came alive. They weren't watching or football on Thursday night. Um <laughs> Any interest here in the White Sox bats?
2: Yeah, um, a little bit. Again, the heat wave helps helps out the White Sox bats. Uh, Abreu, Robert, Menez, Vaughn, Moncada, Pollock are all fine. It's not a great ballpark, but the weather should mitigate that to an extent put up a big night tonight. Caprellian is just awful. Like five point five x, but not a good pitcher. So yeah, target target any of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I had a good team going with some White Sox, but it had uh, our boy Kyle Gibson on it. Um, gosh, only Kyle Gibson could struggle against the Marlins. Any interest in the Oakland bats here?
2: Langeliers, I think, is a solid play at three k. Again, Giallo does still give up a lot of a lot of home runs to righties. Um, him or Murphy, you can play one of them. Um, but that's really all I'm looking at.
1: Uh, that dude they called up that Garcia dude. Kid. Yeah, he's solid. I, I don't big power, big power, but huge strikeouts. Um, struggles with ground balls, and I mean, his numbers suggest he's got a lot of negative regression coming but yeah i mean if you want to take some power at a cheap price all right let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here give me a guy under 8k pitching wise to get six or more strikeouts
2: do i do it do i do it do i say what i want to say yeah now i'm gonna go bellow
1: all right i'm going i don't want to say
2: i don't want to say corbin
1: I'm going Joey Wentz. Why okay. not? Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: I'll let you go first. I have two guys in mind. That I don't want to take yours. Dustin May. Oh, wasn't going to be either. Uh All right. I'll go with uh, McCullers. Clevenger seems too easy.
1: We're on the same page. I had two names written down too. Um, over 4,000 to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got today? Uh, this is tough
2: here. Um I don't know. I'm going, I'll go with Hoskins.
1: All right. I'm going Jordan Alvarez against Lorenzen. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Braley. All right. Um I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, Moncada. Maybe he's warming up, and it's hot. I think you got
2: you got two bombs tonight, right?
1: Yep, he did. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today.
2: I'm going off the board, I'm going Cincinnati.
1: All right, I'm going Philadelphia because why not? I love stacking against Corbin, so I'm not going. Not going to stop in September stacking against Patrick Corbin. So, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Nope. Just thank goodness football season is, de- is back.
1: <laughs> That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. See you then. See you, kids.